Greetings and welcome to Yes A Stripper Podcast. Today's episode features Trixie the Pixie as she gives you the sexy side of philanthropy and education. I'm your Hopra, Gigi Holiday. Hello and welcome to Yes A Stripper Podcast. Today I am going to be interviewing someone that is from my hometown my home ward, probably on the same streets of Southeast DC. I love to see an East of the River Queen. Let's give it up for Trixie the Pixie. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, Trixie, my love. Oh my goodness, long time no see. I know we only see each other on Instagram. (laughs) And via email. And via email, that's about it. Because we definitely admire each other's work. So tell the audience, what is your origin story? Okay, what is my origin story? Um, I low-key, high-key would be what we describe in the dance world as a pandemic dancer. So like that would be that would be me. Um, I know a lot of the OG girls are like, you know, frowning at pandemic dancers, and I honestly understand why. However, um I was fun facts. I used to be a teacher and then like in real life, I was like a whole teacher. Just no, same here. I was a teacher. Remember I said that before I was like, I used to teach kids. <laughs> well, I used to teach kids. Um, and then it just became unsustainable. And I really, to be honest, I always wanted to do OnlyFans, but I taught sixth grade and sixth graders have the internet. Um, and so if I was to put my vagina on it, they would find it. And I would uh, then you are you are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so I when I decided to quit my teaching job, I was like, oh, I can just go go ahead and, you know, do that that sex work thing I always wanted to do. Um then I had like some organizing going on and one of my homegirls was a dancer and I was nervous to do OnlyFans, but I originally started doing stripping because I was like I wanted to get an introduction. Like I wanted stripping to be like my, like throw her in the water, like, you know? And then my plan was to like go, you know, then to go full blown OnlyFans. But I got so used to people throwing ones at me that like OnlyFans is now like a hobby and stripping is now <laughs> I, I I have to admit, I, I have an OnlyFans and I think I only put two pictures on there. And it was because I loved feeling cash on my flesh. And I loved, you know, I also, because, you know, I run the virtual strip club, one of the virtual strip clubs. And I love seeing cash app, the vibrates of my phone with cash app and Venmo. And I was just like, OnlyFans isn't doing it for me. It's not. It's not. I love ones. And I just love people throwing them. But what I will say and what I have been telling, like, folks that I've been interviewing with and, like, having to explain is that what I do do because I'm not full service? What the OnlyFans does do for me is like offer stuff that you can't get in the club. So it's like because in the club, niggas love asking for shit that they're just not gonna get. Right. And so it'd be like, you know what I can do? I can direct you to my Lord and Savior OnlyFans, and what you can <laughs> do is you can beeline it, and you can see all the puss that your heart desires. Um. Right. I am. I am definitely. I tell everyone just just go to just go to my virtual strip club, mm. and they're just like, "Why?" I'm just like, "Cause I also am a burlesque entertainer and a go-go dancer. Like, I got to be out in these streets. Mm. So the only time you're probably going to see me online is through the virtual strip club." Mm. And they would be like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Yeah, you have no choice. Sorry." <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, nah, for real, because it's just. I don't know. Um, shout out to online content creator sex workers, but I I'm 27, so like I'm like not old, but I'm also like not as young as people who like are really good at working TikTok. So mm-hmm. like the amount of effort and time that it takes to make content, and then you, there's like it's like a whole world. There's like retweet groups and just all this and. I really just upload my little vibrator video to Canva, you know, <laughs> pop a logo on it and post. 
ain't trying to be. I look videographer. That's not. That's not what the listen. Look. I said during the pandemic, all of us had to become uh, Tyler Paris Studios with better plots and better wigs. <laughs> better wigs. Better, better wigs. wigs. <laughs> like it had it. We had to. Like we yeah. had to. Like I had to learn how to edit on InShot. Like and learn the different editing apps. And I know I spent a whole lot of time of letting some nerdy white guy tell me what to do on YouTube. That was the only time. <laughs> I was like, go ahead and tell me how I make these riches. Tell me how to make a logo. <laughs> how to make these riches. <laughs> how to make these riches. So um, are you, so what is it like? I know you and I have a special connection with being a Southeast DC girl. Yeah. What is it like being a Southeast DC girl and a dancer? Because that's how people, we have a whole different type of vibe and energy than the rest of the dance. <laughs> no, but look, but look. Okay, so I love that you asked that question because it's it's like I have a, like a perfect, like recent, very like a week old, two weeks old recent. Nice. So, okay. So, so you know, kind of for still following the origin story. My homegirl dances or whatever. After I like hosted this retreat through all mothers, one of my one of you know it was for sex workers and for moms. And so you know the moms you know went about their way, and then me and the sex workers were still you know kind of stay behind and be like, okay, girls, so how we about to get to this cash? So right. one of my homegirls was a dancer, so she takes me with her or whatever. My first dance experience was very ghetto. That's why I'm so happy you asked me these because like, girl, I have so answers, stories, anecdotes. Oh, I got it for you. Right. So like it's really my first ever dance experience. It's like in this hotel down southwest because like these niggas she knew, like it was really giving that. And like I said, I'm so happy you asked that. Because the p- clubs were closed when I started dancing. And so because the cl- clubs were closed when I started dancing, that means that I started dancing in the after hours. The yeah. after hours what is the after hours, do you say? Oh, what is the after hours? The after hours is, I think it's house or his basement and a pole, maybe, if you're listen, lucky, listen. and a strobe light and somebody on the speaker, maybe a DJ. And so, like, I started, I start, I didn't start off in the clip I, because I am a selfie dancer. You are bringing me back to my origin stories. I don't tell people about that. But now they're about to hear about it on this podcast, baby, a basement party. Okay. That's how Gigi came to be, a basement party. Listen, my dance partner, she is from Fort Washington, right? So, like, we definitely have this. They known for the basement parties because they got them big old half a million dollar home basement. Okay. Okay. So, our thing is really like Merlin Girl, Sophie's Girl, you know, that's our our group thing, right? Right. And so, a couple weeks ago, I had a pace spot. Somebody hit me up. And uh, in my DM, hey, I needed X amount of dances, whatever the case may be. This is how much I got for y'all. I'm like, okay, cool. I asked them like for an address. It's on Buena Vista, right? Because it's giving yet for the set. Like what it's like to be a Southeast dancer. It's that's it's like that. Or oh, my favorite. So my godmother lives around Connor Terrace, like super Southeast. You hear it? You yes. hear it? Oh yeah. Once you say right? Terrace. Also, all the guys from around Connor Terrace, Waller, whatever, they come into the clubs that are closer to the PG side where I dance at now, and they recognize me because I dropped my daughter off for her to get watched. Like how many times I've been tipped based on like, oh, you X, Y, and Z mother. I be seeing you pull up. Oh, I'm glad you do. Now, t- I, listen, I still laugh at the time that I went to stadium strip club for my birthday and one of the girls was twerking and I just went, hey, you like try to give her some money. And she went, hey, yo, you Gigi Holiday. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> who, who and she was just like, yeah, I seen you before. And then telling the other girls, hey, y'all remember? And I was <laughs> like, bro, please. Please, please don't tell nobody. <laughs> I'm here celebrating my birthday. My name is my legal name tonight. Okay. Like, my friends don't know this life. <laughs> I turned in my ID. Like, I showed my ID to get in here. But, but no, you're right. The that's, I feel like, not even feel like, I f- no, I know that that is how a good chunk of us Southeast DC girls really got our start. It was a basement party where it's someone's birthday party and they need some dancers but they saw you dance at some party the other time and you know shorty i want you i'll give you 500 i'll give you this okay yeah okay 
And it better be more tips. And the chicken wings better be delicious. Okay. I think I definitely was just like, this party is great. I'm so glad that you paid me enough to dance. Um, Can I get some of them baby shower uh, meatballs, please? Please. I know somebody auntie made them. I know somebody. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know somebody auntie, and I probably know whose auntie it was. But no, <laughs> because then they get back around the way and like tell my godmother that they sold me, and it's like thank God that she like knows I dance, you know? Right, saying? it's cool. Right. Because otherwise, so yeah, I seen such and such like oh, for real? <laughs> it was very. I love that. I love that me and you both have that same thing. Like a party, <laughs> yeah, especially because. <laughs> It, it, like, on a more serious note, it, like, really ties so much into, like, the work I do on Mothers or whatever, because I think that, like, rap music, like, I hate to be this girl, but I think that, like, rap music has given people a very, and OnlyFans, too, has given people a very, like, warped idea for, like, what sex work is really like. And it's, like, the majority of us, okay, the majority of us are not, like, dancing at, like, a KOD, like, type of venue. For That's just, like, actually not something that's happening. Right. Um, most people are dancing in after hours or in like hole in the wall type clubs or like one step. CFE. Do you remember CFE? Oh yes, of course I remember the CFE. I was a La Pearl girl myself. But oh, yes. you was a La Pearl girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love the DC star. I love the star. Yeah. It was so nice in there. And I was a yeah. teenager, so I was like, this is this is nice. This is nice. <laughs> I spent many of a time in CFE. Let's just put it that way. Hey, man. Many of a time. And the Brian Manor. One way in, one way out. Oh, <laughs> you were bringing. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to write this down in my journal. I have to talk to my therapist. <laughs> but I love it in the sense of like, man, I never realized how much of like all of my stripping and burlesque was just like, and how much my home mm-hmm. really is it. Like even the way I look right now, I'm definitely look like a Southeast DC. I, to where someone told me one time I sound like Taraji P. Henson. And I was like, well, she's from Southeast. And everybody was like, what? I was like, she's from Southeast D.C. Like, Barry Farm, stand up. And everybody was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, y'all just thought that she was from Cali? No, she was a single mom who packed up everything and had $200 and drove clear across country. Mm-hmm. Southeast D.C., baby. And we also, I mean, sometimes I claim Black China. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind claiming Black China because she is just like everybody that we already know. So it's just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I don't know, I see it was a video of her recently, like like going off in an airport, just like yelling. And it's like that just, just like, happened. That just happened to me at the Giant. You like down shit like not too long ago. Like the whole store was quiet. It was one girl that came in there. She was mad as shit about some steaks or something. She was going off. She was just yelling. And we was all just shopping. Like, damn, that's and, I, and it's because we all right. And it's because we all know that same pain. We know it. We know it. Like, yeah, like some I days even popped day. off. I know I popped off in a CVS once because I was <laughs> done. I was done. And shout out to everybody who just knew. They just went, yeah, girl. <laughs> we Bye. get it. So can you tell us uh, about On Mothers? I really want people to know what On Mothers is because this is something that is near and dear to my heart. And yeah, I know it's near and dear to yours, but I literally tell people about On Mothers. So tell the audience about On Mothers. Okay, so, woo, yes, elevator speech. I have one. Uh, no, so on Mothers, it's growing, right? And so I think the last time when, I guess the last time we really got the interface about it was like a brick ago because we, it was like before my birthday. So this is like, what, like April, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it was like a brick ago and we were talking about um, kind of the direct and mutual aid that I, that I was doing and that kind of thing. So it has grown from a direct and mutual aid grassroots organizations and like a grassroots, like real effort or whatever. We're still grassroots, but like we're definitely walking into a space right now that's like more programming like mm-hmm. based, which I'm like really, really excited about. And also we recently got a physical sponsor. So now we can apply for real shamani. Yes. We're going to get some growth. It's happening, right? So what we what we are for sure, like we're still a, a grassroots direct and mutual aid organization that's going to stay um, at the top of our priority list. It's just going to look a little bit different. But we do radical self-care, poly ed and programming 
for moms and for sex workers, but specifically for sex workers like who are moms and for moms who are sex workers, we service everybody. So like if any sex worker comes to us in need of anything, like we will obviously never turn them away. However, the people who do get our focus and the majority of our attention is scrippers. And the reason being that dancers live in a very um, gray area when it comes to sex work and especially when it comes to, like sex work advocacy, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the the efforts and support that's going on right now hap- is happening for folks whose work is criminalized mm-hmm. and like that makes so much sense because mm-hmm. they are in the most need at the same time though so those things are happening these two things are happening in tandem it's not one over the other it's just i'm seeing you know multiple things happen at once right um and so uh the other piece to that is that like dancers may not be criminalized But dancers, because we're seen as independent contractors in some places, employees and others, but then still sex workers, so like still heavily stigmatized X, Y, and Z, the conditions that we dance under are often like insane. And nobody also, and because this is not Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? It's not Miami. It's not a place that's like super strip club saturated or whatever the case may be. There's a real lack of like resources and stuff like that. Like for girls who are dancing, there's a lack of places to dance. And Mm -hmm. then like there's this like the outrageous overhead um, that comes with dancing. And so what All Mothers Like aims to do is help help dancers like really so the dream right for me for all of us is that um it is like a it's we are able to like provide wraparound services right for dancers and for sex workers so mm-hmm. what that would look like is if you want to come into sex work here are all of the resources that you need to do so especially because so many of us do get started in like really dangerous situations you know situations where you don't really understand like what you should be doing what you should be doing what's a red flag what's not a red flag because honestly honey when it comes to dancing you look up and your ass has a pimp in real life if you're not yep. you're not thinking about it if you're not focused you know what i'm saying and like really able to discern between like a trick somebody a client and somebody that's really really interested in you like those you got to really focus right yeah. so people who want to come into sex work trying to get them resources people who want to exit sex work trying to get them resources too for their own career and self-development something that i've been telling people in interviews that i've been really really excited about talking about um has been the fact that you don't know the names of like any famous white strippers None. You don't know. You can't name them. Why? I don't know why. It's not my business. However, you do know the names of famous black strippers. The reason being is that those girls get went off and became something else. Eve, Trina, Cardi. Um, there's this girl named Shelly who runs a uh, fit to flaunt, and she uh like she now she like make pose, make pole clothes, make a pole this, make a pole that. Hell, Trixie, running on mothers. Like in real, like in real life dancers and strippers black strippers end up turning their stripping career their sex work they always use it as a stepping stone and so it's like for girls who i really want all mothers to be a place for girls who like really need help like creating that those stepping stones for themselves because like i said you can't think of the name of a famous white stripper why because that's because that's not what because there's a whiteness allows for a once you get to a certain place right everybody wants somebody that's going to take them out the club Right. And so whiteness and being a white sex worker allows for more of a likelihood and more of a possibility that you will run into somebody who can take you out of the club. You can go Anna Nicole Smith it. You're good. Black men don't got that type of money. And so black women tend to just say, fuck it, I'll do it. And stripping is that. And I want all mothers to like be that that place where it's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. Let me open the cover and see what's you in it. You literally just solidified something in my own head and in my own life. I really do much have a fuck it, I'll do it. I don't need someone else. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll do it. And it's literally how I made my career. Mm-hmm. It's a fuck it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. We. Do, I don't know any famous white strippers other than the ones that are burlesque entertainers, like legends. Other than the ones you know, other than the ones I know, and then like when I think about like even famous black strippers, Uzi, I could say Uzi's name on the West Coast, and everyone knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, everyone knows. 
Yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, I love what All Mothers is doing. I also love the name. Uh, for people who don't know, that is a DC slang. And when we mean we mean business, it's All Mothers. Right. And for me, when it comes to like me being a mom, it was like on who? Like, okay, I know you're gonna get this, right? It's like on who you about to do X, Y, and Z? On who you about to strip? Nigga, on me. That's on who. Me. On me. On mothers. On me. That's really how I see it. On me. I'm about to do this. On me. Yeah, I'm about to bet on me. Yeah. Like literally, I always say vote for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I tell people all the time, I was like, why don't you vote for yourself? And I mean, we know to do that because we are, we grew up in a political city. Mm-hmm. And wasn't that one of the things that we learned when we learned about voting in, in school, but it was just like, did you vote for yourself? Mm-hmm. That's something that always sticks to me. And I feel like black women, especially black strippers and black sex workers in particular, we always vote on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's us. It's now or nothing. Even yeah. when, you know, I was a sugar baby. You ain't going to run me. That's what you're not going to do. He understood the assignment. <laughs> okay. Please send that sugar daddy energy my way. Yes. I love it. Oh, no, I love it. I, all I had to be, I was a, considered a party girl, which meant that I was just go out to dinner with you. It's kind of like the girlfriend experience. Yes. And I was just sit there and have conversations mm-hmm. and just and look cute in a dress. Mm-hmm. I've been told I've been told by guys that I've let take me out because everybody asks, but I don't let everybody. Right. Like they were most um, like most more intrigued when they was like, oh, you make great conversation. Like thinking that you complimented me. Not time I said, baby, I get paid to make conversation. Like I was going to make the conversation regardless is what I did. I one I, I will never forget, you know, one young lady asked me. How do you get older men to talk to you? And I say, you need to watch the news. Huh. Okay, why? And that was just like, I said, like, you just need to be abreast of issues. You just need to watch the news. Watch the news, watch television shows, like watch things that old men would like. My daddy loves a Western. I literally picked up an old man because my da- I was talking about Westerns. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things like, watch what they watch. I know what they like. They like their westerns. They like their gun smoke and their scotch. Yes, gun smoke. Gun smoke and their scotch. So one of the things that you did for All Mothers, and I don't remember if you did it during the pandemic, but this is one of the things that I literally tell people about. And I was just like, if Trixie does it again, I need to know and send all my friends your way. It was when you would go get Popeye's chicken dinners. I knew you was about to say that. I don't know why I just did. I just I love the fact that, and let me tell the audience what you did. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. You got a bunch of Popeye's chicken dinners. You went to a parking lot where you knew it was a lot of foot traffic and a lot of busy, you know, inner city working people. And you were just like popped open your trunk and was just like free two piece. Yes. So, yes, you are correct. I went to uh, make it even more, you know, tactile for you. I went to the Popeye's on MLK and I bought $300 worth of two-piece dinners. I also cash out the two girls a tip, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Popeye's don't yeah. go but I tipped them because <laughs> I yeah. believe in tipping everywhere. I go. <gasps> but yeah, I, uh, I'm a stripper. I know better. Uh, <laughs> I bought up $300 worth of dinners, the Popeye's on MLK, and then I drove to the giant on Alabama Avenue. And I opened my trunk and I was just giving out dinners. And it was just, it was just like, for me, it's like, it's like my hood dream. It's like, you know what I would, because I think also in the organizing space, there is so much um, pretentiousness about like kind of the way that those with privilege like service those without. And mm-hmm. so like, I just never wanted to be that organizer that was just like, yeah, I have fresh fruits and veggies. There's no shade to fresh fruits or veggies. You know what I'm saying? I'm with all that. At the same time though, I'm a big proponent of relationship building in the space that you organize in. And what that starts with is giving people what they need and like giving people what they want. And it's like, on, if I really, really want to service you on a regular day, 
you know that like when you go to the grocery store, one is because you don't have no food. And when you come out the grocery store, you you're tempted to stop at Popeye's anyway because you don't feel like cooking that you just did all the grocery shop. And so the least I could do is like hand you a two-piece dinner, whatever the case may be. Because I'm I'm thinking like one lady was like, um, oh my gosh, thank you for this. Like I got my grandkids in the back. I'm like, that's a bet. Boom, 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 boom. And so it was like when she goes into the store now, she could get what she need to get for tomorrow. Cause it was like maybe yeah. she can get what she need for tomorrow. Like I, I just, I just only gave her a couple two piece dinners, but I stretched, I stretched something for a day. So it's yeah. like I might not be able to do something on a large scale, not at least right now. You know what I'm saying? So I get my bread up to where I want it to be. Then I, I you know, we'll own. Well, hopefully with this, I'm, I'm going to have to get your arm mothers. I know I have it. The uh, cash app or the Venmo or whatever. So now, so now, because we're fiscally sponsored, we have a donation link. All donations can be tax deductible. If you all would like to cash up Trixie the Pixie, that is doable. However, the on mother's cash up is no longer in operation. Okay, understandable. Oh, people, taxes and thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely understand, like... Even now with my stuff with Cash App and Venmo and PayPal, I'm just like, ooh, I'm so glad I have an LLC. I'll figure it out. No, really? No. Yes. So also, (laughs) I was very hesitant, right, about like being open about having fiscal sponsorship and stuff like that. But something that, you know, for fear of further perpetuating nonprofit, dusting prospects, blah, 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 huge academic words, people use on Twitter, whatever, right? But like something that somebody said to me that really stuck out to me that I really appreciated when I like expressed having some reservations about it was like there was like son at the end of the day like you know nothing ethical can happen under capitalism and then two um, I'm pretty sure you would you would do the work with the level of integrity that hopefully would stop you from you know what I'm saying kind of walking into some of the same pitfalls I would have been very very clear with all of my higher ups about my desire to stay very on the ground and the ways that I'm going like push to do that um but also on another tip like it's an it's an investment in self and like I just want to stay honest about that it's an investment in self so many black women are burnt out right now because we have been organizing and organizing on everybody's behalf forever and how I honestly and truly feel about it me and other sex workers who are organizing on behalf of ourselves and other sex workers deserve to be paid I just told somebody from one of my favorite nonprofits around the other day I'm very tired of sitting in meetings with people who are being paid to be in these meetings but they're being paid to talk to me but I'm sitting in motherfucker for free it don't make no sense and so if i have to write mm-hmm. myself into grants if i have to write my homegirls and my dance partner and whoever into grants so that i can make sure that we're being paid because y'all are not about to continue to eat everybody eat off us we have to tip in and out i gotta tip in and out and sit in a non-profit meeting with people who got a salary and i don't it's not making sense it's not adding up i first of all you just hit the point that everybody eating off of us everybody Everybody, from the moves to the looks to the hairstyles to the attitudes to the tricks to the tips. You're right. There was there there have been plenty of moments. I'm just like this meeting could have been an email. You have not paid me to be in this meeting. I I have other things to do, and you know there are some meetings where I just be like, no, I want to be there because I want to have because you know. Me even being a, a board of director and it's a bunch of other strippers and like old school strippers mm-hmm. that are board of directors. I'm like, I'll sit in this meeting with y'all. <laughs> like even for this production of this show, I'll sit in the meeting with y'all when I don't have a gig. Trust and they understand because I hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are a lot of people that eat off of us. And you're right. You have to write yourself into those grants. I have to have my own savings thing. One of the things that and I, I don't remember if we discussed this or not, but when it comes to sex workers and strippers, I always want us to have a savings plan. We should have our own retirement fund. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I teach a class on putting the 401k in your TNA, like putting the TNA in your 401k. Yes. Like how to get an IRA. Like I even now I have like things hidden with money. <laughs> I have an IRA. Yes, because no one taught me that. But I realized I was like, yo, I want to keep going, but I also want to grow and I want people to grow with me. So if there is a sex worker who, you know, is a mom and just like, I just need some pampers. Baby, I got you. 
Right. I have babysat so many sex worker kids. Just go ahead and bring that baby up here. I ain't doing nothing but watching television, eating Cheetos. They're going to be eating Cheetos, but they could definitely be over. <laughs> yes. And guess what? I got some books over here. I got some arts and crafts. I got things. So, yeah, we make it good. We people, everybody's eating off of us and we don't want starving. And that don't make no sense. Like one of the other things that I wanted to mention, uh, and I saw you do this over the pandemic and you were doing it on Instagram, um, the books. I remember I told you about Hood Feminine. You did these book breakdown of each chapter, like a what? true teacher. I could, and this was me. I was like, yeah, this is a book report, sixth <laughs> grade. We're going through each chapter, but it was beautiful. It was great because it broke it down on a level. So, so audience, what I'm telling you is that Trixie would read a chapter and do an analysis and then present it to everyone on Instagram. With a J. You can't forget the J. With the J. With the J. Which is, again, this is why I feel like it's a very Southeast DC thing of us. Because someone has asked me, why don't I have an OnlyFans where I'm rolling a blunt and giving you hip-hop history? Do it. Oh, my God. Please. I know. Please. 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 like, you do it so well. And I just tell you about hip-hop history, like, historical stuff. It is... It is my thing. I probably will do it because now that I have a bigger space, I can do it. Like I have lighting and stuff. I can do it. But yeah, you did that. And I I remember one of the books was one of the books I told you. I think it was Feminism. Mm -hmm. And you went chapter by chapter. So I was just like going back and watching it. Like this analysis. And just imagine like it's a great book club. And I hope you continue. And I don't know if you still do it because Instagram algae rhythms be fucked up. <laughs> but like, I love that. And I'm so glad that you do it. And is it on your Instagram like post later on? Yeah, so it's up there. Yes. So what you're describing, come up, help the audience get like a. Okay. Yes, have the audience get because. Yes. This is sorry, Southeast DC girls. We see each other. We already know each other like through and through. So <laughs> I know what you mean. Each other cool. sentences. Like- yes. So what I was doing, it was called spark notes. So basically the idea was that like I roll the J and then hit the J. And like while I'm hitting the J, I will like teach about like a chapter or a theory. Right. Because I did get to a place where I like wasn't doing whole books. I did like Audrey Lord's uses of the erotic. My favorite thing about that, just to bring it up, my favorite thing about that was like it was like so full circle. I was dancing in this club in Baltimore or whatever. And I had paid with all mothers, like direct aid. I had like paid for one of the dancers to get something, choose something, some dancer supply or whatever. And so as I paid for the supply, I was like, you know, I'm able to do this like through like, you know, my grassroots or on mothers, you know, follow us on socials, whatever the case may be. And then like two days later, we're like going through the lockers, you know, getting dressed, whatever the case may be. And she was like, oh yeah, I was watching your erotic video. And I was like, yes, that's why I'm here. That's, that's it right there. <laughs> that's what yes. I wanted to happen. That is it right there. That's what I wanted to happen. I wanted you to be interested because I was able to provide and support you. And then I wanted you to look for more. And when you look for more, I wanted you to find something that you can learn from. So like Spark Notes is like super excited. And then also, you know, teachers, people who have been teachers before, like we never really stop. Right. And so like, me and everybody I know, like, quit after the pandemic. Right. So I quit to strip. One of my homegirls quit to open a dispensary or whatever. And so, right, 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 right. It's, it's amazing. It's, I was like... I literally got furloughed and decided I'm going to become an influencer and, like, <laughs> like more into my craft. Right, like, that's what we on. And so it was just, like, also, I think that right now the organizing climate is in a very precarious space because we have, uh, so many of us who do have academic backgrounds have a desire for everybody else in the community who just been simply trying trying to survive or whatever so like really be able to meet us at a certain place intellectually and so it's like but the reality of the situation is that some of the things and books and theories that we have access to we only have access to because we've been because I have a master's because we've been to school because we've been steeped in you know this like black liberatory theoretical practice for such a long time and so like what I really want on mothers to continue to do um is to make it plain you know what I'm saying and like make the information 
just simply available. And sometimes you just have to teach it to people and you can't make it like about you. So like me having it on IG Live, me having like the videos, the reels, whatever the case may be, and just having it available. We have a Google Classroom that people can have access to go on there. Worksheets, girl, I, I work and I work a lot and hard. <laughs> and so with that being said, it's like, if you want it, it's there, but I'm a sex worker, so I already know how to, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and put it out there. Just right. like that. When you want it, I got it for you. Like I <laughs> love that that please give me the information for that Google Classroom. Cause yeah. listen, I when I told you I was just like hood feminism is my book right now. There's also a couple of other books, uh, a new one that I have been reading off and on, which is Conflict is Not Abuse. I can I get it? Yes, I was gonna say that if you want to for everybody and you, especially Gigi, like if you want to request like teachings or whatever, just shoot them to me and give me a week or two, and then they'll like they'll go up. I'm so I would also love to share with you my black burlesque history, which really does tie into black stripper history. Um, Tony Elling is a burlesque legend. I always talk about her on this podcast because please understand, like, she is my grandmother. I asked her, why did she stop doing burlesque? And she said, they wanted me to take off all my clothes in two minutes. And I went, wait a minute. That's the birth of stripping. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, they wanted it off like that. I couldn't do that. I'm the tease. And I've heard like, and I keep asking people like, what made you stop doing burlesque? And that was one where she was just like, yeah, they wanted me to take off all my clothes in two minutes. That's kind of crazy, too, because the last club I auditioned at, that's, that was the audition. You get three songs. By the second song, you need to be naked. Yeah, that's... I was like, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But I like getting naked, though. That's how I yeah. do it. I love getting now, naked. I am, I, am a, I am a slow burner, though. And I, you know, at first I would be like, you know, toot that thing up, shaking it all the time. I still like that. But within reason, because I got knees, you know, the knees, baby. But within reason, this, I still got to take a BC powder, put some Tiger Balm at the end of the night. Ooh. You know, <laughs> even last night, I had a, a, I had to go work last night and I had it. Grab my stripper shoes and at the end of the night, and I was like, where are my sneakers? Okay. Where are my sneakers? <laughs> I have not worn anything but Ugg slippers for months. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like the moment I learned that like the slow burn was like best for me, it, it ended up working out, like taking my time. But that's but I won't be at a commercial strip club no time soon. Um, cause my knees, baby, I can't trick. I can't do the pole stuff. I get, I got vertigo. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I love pole. I love talking to other people about the things that they don't like to do because my reaction tells me what I'm really, really into. So I'm saying you, I'm hearing you. And no, like, I can tell you're into the fast movement. Blah, blah, like, blah. I'm, I'm with like, all that. I'm trying to take my clothes off right now. Like, <laughs> I just, I just really, 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 really like it. I just in Poland. Okay, I'll say this about pole. So, have you? I don't know if you've been to like pole talk, strip talk, whatever. But like, Poland is this like I really enjoy it because it like really fuels some of the work that I do for all mothers because it just like people love to talk down on strippers. But let me tell they you, they really do love are. to talk down on pole. But I can tell you this: Do you know where they have pole dancing at? Dwayne Park. Dwayne Park and is a very expensive burlesque venue in New York. They have pole. Yes. Pole is real exercise. And on, on one of those, like, you know how people be like, yoga changed my life. Pilates changed my life. Pole no, changed my life. Stripping, stripping changed Listen, because truly, like, on some philosophical shit, stripping and poling is learning how to hold your own weight in so many more ways than one. Period. It's not shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Whoa, excuse me, excuse me. I got a post-it note here. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Stripping and polling is what is learning how to hold, hold your own weight. Because that's all that's up there. You in the pole. That's it. 
Can you lift yourself up? Can you pop your pussy? Can you, what can you do when it's just you? It's nothing but you, your strength, your abs, your biceps. It's nothing but you. It's nothing but you in the pose. It's nothing else up there. There's no other supports, nothing. It's what you figured out that you can do for yourself and you being able to show everybody else, look, motherfucker, look what I can do. You are exactly correct. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's why I love it. It has changed my life in that way. Because I remember I was having my homegirl record me the other day when I was like doing this trick or whatever that I saw. And she was like, oh, bitch, you're strong as shit. <laughs> but you're right, though, because it's just me and my body weight. And that's it. Right. That's it. I was I had to like I said, I had an impromptu gig last night. And one of the things that like you also get to go go dance. And so I was go-go dancing and using my own stripper charisma to, <laughs> to make that money. And I know what I can and cannot do on that stage. You know, I know my movements, everything. But I just remember I clicked my heels and went down into a stripper move. And this older white gentleman was just like, you're very confident, aren't you? And I was like, and that scares you, doesn't it? Yes. That's okay, scary. so... Also, oh, I have a question for you. Oh, right? the tables have turned. This is like uh, that part on Step Brothers, my favorite movie, BTW. That's like that part on Step Brothers where he made the dad made them go get a job, and they were like, "Actually, I want to interview you. What's your salary before time?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you that, but I, I'm, I am curious. What other what other kinds of sex work have you tried that you figured out that you didn't like? So for me, it was fandom. Like I wanted to do fandom so bad. I wanted. Yeah, to I like fandom. So I like it. I don't think I'm good at it. For some reason, I, I want to be nice to niggas, which is a whole problem. Nah, I don't, don't want to be nice to them. I don't be nice to them hoes. Mm-mm. No. I want to be nice. Men are stupid, and I don't respect them. Something <laughs> is broken inside of me. I desire to be kind. Uh, the one that I I don't like anything that deals with liquids. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of of bodily functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a no. Um, I also do not like mommy play. I get it. I have big boobs. I don't. I'm not a fan of that because I one of my dreams is to be a mom, and I don't want you to ruin that that dream. I do. I want to be. I want to be an adoptive mom. Like I literally. But I have a feeling that. I may just end up being that old lady with a big ass house with a bunch of queers living in there. And I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Well, so, okay. When you said that, I thought about like one time I was fucking this nigga and he was sucking my titties really hard. I had just had my baby like not too, too long ago. Mommy play. I don't, not into that. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? Cause this is like, this has gone to another place for you. Like, and, I yes. <laughs> and I will have to say that that's one thing with, <laughs> How should I put this? And that's one thing with dating black guys <laughs> for me, baby, you have a kink. You have a fetish. Say it. Tell me mm. what you like. Mm. You don't know, <laughs> but they want they, And then I, I love how they put it on the woman. I did have one dude roll up to me, you know, working a client or whatever at the strip club. And he was like, well, how do I get my girl to do the things that I want her to do? And I say, have you even eggs? Have you even told her? And he was just like, what? And I was like, baby, this is communication. I I can't tell her to like it. You have to tell her what you like and what you would like and see if she's, maybe she never tried it. Maybe she's a pro. Maybe she's a pro and you just ain't know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I remember being like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm trying to get milk out. I was like, you are not my baby. What is wrong with you? And, and, And that's a consent thing. Like... Now you're crossing the lines, buddy. What's that TikTok sound? You're done. You're done. <laughs> so people don't understand about breastfeeding. Let me explain something to the audience really quickly. First of all, my glands in my breasts communicate with that of my child about the chemicals that would best nutri- give her nutrients and service her immune system. Her mouth was also at the time designed by God. To, to grip my breast appropriately. The milk is not just going to come out for you, nigga. What's wrong with you? You are not my baby. My body knows my baby. It ain't you. My baby. 
What are you doing? You and are just a grown man who's biting me. Stop and it. And it's just, and like, it's just, that's bo- mind boggling to me. Cause this is like, bruh, no, have some decency. Some, <laughs> if that's your thing, that's your thing. But that is a conversation that needs to happen. And that's what I don't understand about some people. Baby, there's a conversation. Words mean things. Questions need okay, to be but same, same, same idea, different place. I was just reading something the other day that was saying how sex workers are sex educators for men. And yes. that is also something that I think that I'm going to end up writing about, especially because one of my Johns, he is into BDSM. I'm trying to tell you because the way that he gets down, oh, he is into it. But I can also tell but by his use of how I'm supposed to use the safe word that there we're, we need to actually sit down and discuss what BDSM is because... You just want you. They come. They come to you being like, "Yeah, I'm into you because you went to some wild shit." You right, baby. I am into some wild shit, but to, uh, it's Wednesday night, and I may just be into missionary. And so you need to. I need to get you some kink vocabulary. Yes. Because if you continue to grab my vibrator with oh, my permission, we are going to fight. And that's the yeah. I and I was. I will say BDSM is not for me. Um, I'll, I'll have domed, but I'm not to the point of like, I don't want to, I don't want to murder you. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, and how should I put it? Correction. I don't like it to be done to me. Uh, you like the dom? I like to dom. I don't, but even with my dom, there are limits. Like if you go, if you tell me to step on your balls, I'm gonna be like, absolutely not. <laughs> I can't. I'm so sorry. I want to. The triple Aries in me appreciates this violence, but the Libra in me is like, no. <laughs> I see. I like. It'll I, mess up my shoes. <laughs> a good choking smack, man. <laughs> Listen, I, like I said, I had my things, but my, my ones that I love is I will never leave stripping. I will never leave being a fandom. I will never love, leave being a dom um, or a party girl. Just, you know, the girlfriend experience of just having dinner. I, I love that conversation, that aspect of it. You know, I also love knowing that there is a thousand dollars in this envelope. I I love, you know, and even now with everything virtual, I love waking up sometimes and going, oh, someone just gave me like a hundred dollars just because. Because I'm bad as fuck. Yeah. Because they saw my Instagram story. And they were just like, oh, that's bad. Like, oh, you're. Hey, I love your Instagram story because you are so, such a benevolent queen and that you always have the captions up. And I was just like, you know what she cares about? Accessibility. Look how I people- really, really do care about accessibility and accessibility also in sex work as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, people act like there aren't deaf sex workers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, people act like that doesn't exist and it does, yeah. you know, and that there aren't deaf clients out there, you know. Let me tell you something. There is a dancer here in D.C. If I'm not mistaken, somebody will correct me, but I believe her name is Magic. She don't have no legs like her. She just has up to thighs or whatever, and then no knees and no feet. Pole work is insane. I love that. And she gets tipped like nobody's business, and she deserves because she is so strong and she is so good. When we see that wheelchair walking to go come into the after hours child, we are excited because we know we are in for a That's show. It feels so we have a burlesque performer named Jacqueline Box. Wheelchair, baby girl turns out the show each time. Every time. Yes, every time. Every time. And it's because, and again, accessibility, like. Also, I believe in changing what the general public's mindset is on things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, I said this on a podcast before, on this one, actually, when I was a guest, that 
you know, people think that the stereotypical stripper stripper is dumb. There is no stereotypical dumb stripper. A lot of us have bachelor's, master's, trade school. A lot of us, you know, even if you watch some of the poll or reality television shows, some of these girls are CEOs. Yeah. And they're just like, I still love stripping. No, I love it. Let me tell you something. The 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 one time, the one of the most shocking times of my career so far was the time that like I walked up to a client and he was like, hey, Miss Masters. And I was like, who sent you? <gasps> he was like, I know you are the most overeducated person in here and you only in here because it's fun and because it's a social experiment. And I was like, show me your badge now because you are and I'm about to say you are up. I love okay, first of all, social experiment. I actually do those when I go go dance. Do you know my social experiment is? Are you ready for this? Yes. I see what body part people like depending on where they tip. <sighs> and that's how I found out who the people who are regulars there that like feet and who likes ass. Your brain and who likes tits. And who just wants to see me smile? It's a social experiment. I love it. This is so. I love it. Oh, okay. I also love seeing who's going to buy me a drink at places. And I actually, I hosted a show and I was just like, oh, you're sitting here by yourself at the bar. You going to buy? I said, what we sipping on? He was like, when I'm drinking this, I said, well, I'm drinking a whiskey and ginger. Can you please order it? And he ordered it and he gave it to me. And I was like, thank you so much, Zaddy, like messing with him. He goes, you're welcome, baby. And I went, okay, so give me your number so that I <laughs> we now- responded. <laughs> See, it's like, I'm going to go to work right now. It's just daytime. So I have to wait for like. Don't worry. I, I, I'm going to a concert tonight, but I have to work tomorrow and Sunday. I have to work Saturday and Sunday and then Tuesday. Yeah. Your girl's booked and busy. I but love it. I, but yeah, I would love to share more knowledge of the mind of just like, I love those things where the artist studio, I guess you can say, the intellectual side and really talk about this stuff because yeah. the books on striptease. Also, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary Shakedown. Mm-mm. It's about uh, Black queer strippers. Uh, Asia okay. Black Nile is in it. Okay. I'll send you the link, but okay. it is like Egypt has spent a lot of time in DC, in Cali, like all these other places to where when she came to perform one time, Uzi and I, Uzi and her worked together and she came to my show and even Uzi was like, hi Gigi. And I was like, <gasps> you know who I am? You are famous. What are you talking about? I'm not famous. I'm okay. Let me not say that too loud. My girlfriend, she can hardly hear me. And be like, you're a celebrity. <laughs> Honestly, no, I want on mothers to grow. And I want you to grow, Trixie. Like, what you're doing is amazing, which is why I'm so happy that I finally got to have you as a guest on this show. Because I really want people to understand the work that you do. It's Like you said, the strippers are helping each other. The sex workers are helping each other. We are the ones uplifting each other because no one else is uplifting us and we have to work together. And I also love that there are Black sex workers. You know, people always think about like Black strippers and Black sex sex workers always fighting in a damn locker room. You know what I mean? And we're not like that. We're literally uplifting each other and helping each other. It's one of the things, you know, I'm glad that Sanctuary Noir like clicked with you because we were just like, this is exactly what we're doing. And we want to find other organizations like that. Even chatting with the Kinos uh, for Black Sex Workers Collective, mm-hmm. like working with her. And that is like someone I've known for years. Um, I just think what you're doing is great. And I want you to continue your work. So my next question is, how can people find you and support you? Okay. All right. How can people find me and support me? Yes. Okay. So on Instagram and on Twitter, I am Trixie the Pixie. So it's like Megan D Stallion. So T-R- two E's. Yes. Two I like E's. how you're Trixie the Pixie and I'm Gigi the Pony. Oh, I love 
because I'm tiny. I'm so see. Someone called me Megan the Stallion at the club, and I said, "No, baby, I'm Gigi the Pony. I'm little. I'm only five feet." Yes. So I'm Chexy the Pixie on Instagram and on Twitter. On Mothers is on Mothers DC on Instagram as well as on Twitter. We also have a Facebook group, um, which I it's actually very near and dear to my heart because like I face so so like Twitter is what organizes right as far as community is concerned for all mothers. Instagram is for like sex workers and other hoes, but Facebook is for like bona fide moms. So I just love that we have a Facebook group because in the Facebook group we we like talk about like on Instagram we like talking about like niggas is cheap, but like on Facebook it's like what's one funny thing that your child does this every week? Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the dichotomy of it all. <laughs> yes, I enjoy oh. it. And for the audience, on mothers is spelled O-N-M-U-V-A. Yes, that is how we say it. We do not say on mothers. On mother. We on mother. There, that gets you dropped. Mother. <laughs> Yeah, on mother. Yes. So O N M U V A. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, trust. I know how to spell on mothers all the time. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. And then I'll leave you my hashtag, but it's just Trixie Dust with two T's at the end. Trixie Dust. Thank you so much, Trixie the Pixie. I'm so thankful that you were here. And I cannot wait to, you know donate some money and donate my time and energy and a class or two uh <laughs> because you don't know it yet it's okay but like you are like my sex worker like you say like the other ladies like your grandmother you are like like not good because i wouldn't play you like that don't make that face i but know you're totally like you're totally like my big like my big sister sex worker lady in my head and so like when i when my knees are too tired i can I, so I'm known as the slow, I'm known as the slow song girl in the club. Like in my home club yes. in Baltimore, I was the slow song girl. Yes. So like when I, I'm known as like the sultry, like whatever. Right. So when I, when I get started on burlesque, when I'm ready for burlesque, I'm literally, you're going to like, be like, is that Trixie under my bed? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> to learn how to do burlesque. I'm so ready. I just feel like I need to. You're over. already there. Like I, I listen for me. The difference for me is that strippers can pay the bills on time. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I kid. I kid. Um, <laughs> you do kid, girl. You do. <laughs> I kid. But it's, I do the same thing in an evening gown that I would do at a strip club. I may just do it slower. I may just do it with a little bit more musicality, you know, but I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the exact same thing. And I love it. Like I did a classic burlesque routine to Megan the Stallion's Big O Freak. Perfect song. It was literally still the same moves and like everything. And people were just like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And I'm like, I'm just doing stripper moves and classic burlesque moves and making a good horny baby out of them. Stripper moves and I'm then I'm doing like this. Yes. It's, and it, you know, and here's the thing when, and I want to take you to a few burlesque shows, please. But I love taking people to burlesque shows. But I will say this don't be shocked if you see. A white burlesque dancer doing black stripper moves. There's my time. I, I'm taking no <laughs> questions after that. <laughs> I've seen my share. I've seen my share of white dances. I've seen my share of white dances. I don't. How do I say? Um, I'm dark skin, and so I work hard. And so, with that being said, white dances for me, you know what I'm saying? They cool. They be cool. I've had a I've had a white dancer who I, I who actually on mother says definitely like help support or whatever. And I remember when I first walked in the club or whatever, she was like, Trixie, you are so nice. And I'm so happy you'd be helping me. But that's why I thought you didn't like me at first. And I had to be a being with her. I said, baby, let me tell you something. I don't have no reason like to like you. The only reason I wouldn't like you is because you're white. But you cool, so we cool. And that's really that's really and that's what I have to tell people sometimes. Like we just it it just takes an energy thing. We gotta be true for us because I'm very apprehensive. And I'm very happy just all the time because I've been burned. I've been burned. And you have to understand that you're being tipped in here because you're white. And so like the reasons why you're being tipped and the reasons that I'm being tipped are two different two reasons. different things. Especially if this is a black club. Especially if this is a black club. Oh yeah. You That's are listening. Like Snow Bunny. Hey Snow Bunny. And you be like, all right. 
Right, because I'm giving chocolate realness. I I still laugh at the time. One time I was at a at working at a club and one of the customers called me Urkel because apparently he saw me studying in my car. Customers are so rude. Don't be rude. You know I'm trying to pay tuition. Just get the hell. Urkel. And I was like, man, fuck you. Oh, one 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 customer knew about all mothers and like while he was tipping me, he was like, You're such a good person. You be teaching and shit and you be doing, you be giving us. <laughs> Not you gotta organize the Saint my stripping. Why you trying to saint my stripping though? <laughs> that's what he was doing. He was blessing the stripping. He's <laughs> such a good person. Such a good person. <laughs> Take these tithes and offerings, Jesus. Okay, because I also Sunday is my favorite day to strip. Sometimes Sunday is my favorite day. I feel amazing on Sundays. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna lie, there's been a pastor too that showed up in the strip club. Anyway. Okay. Let me go ahead and get off over here. Trixie, I better let you go, my love. I thank you so much for doing this. And I cannot wait to talk with you later. See you later, love. See you later. Bye. Today's auntie's tip is to open an IRA. Why not save for the future while living in the present?